If you could have a guide, someone to help you tell your story, give you the tools to reach your ideal customer, lead you to living your dreams and turning a profit, would you follow it? Everyone, every passion has a place in this world and each has the potential to be unstoppable. It's time to buckle up and tune in to your personal strategist, life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin Stark. Hello, happy Wednesday. Here we are again, folks. It is Wednesday. It is cloudy in the studio. It is warm outside, but I am sitting here with my heater on. <laughs> this is your host, Lindy Chapin Start, and you are listening to Unstoppable. I am coming to you from Unstoppable Start Studios here in Atlanta, Georgia, or just outside in a little town called Lilburn where I am grateful for the 10 whole minutes it takes to run, get my daughter from camp and turn around and come back because you can't do that in all parts of Atlanta. Um, in, in another part of Atlanta, that trip would have taken me 45 minutes. So I'm grateful that I was able to do that. And my sweet 11-year-old fixed me lunch today. I just have to share. Um, because this show in particular is going to be sort of a behind-the-scenes look at um, Unstoppable Start Studios and me personally and the 10 things I wish I'd known before starting my business, you get to learn a lot about my backstory today. Um, so you get to also learn about my little tips and tricks like, honey, could you please bring my lunch down to me? Just make me something random. Yes, mommy. Um, I actually asked her to fix me a Lean Cuisine mac and cheese. And she said, no, no, I'll fix you something special. Now, mind you, at camp, she already made me a beautiful flower pot with a beautiful um, potted plant. So, yeah, my sweet 11-year-old who's used to being my assistant around the studio. Um, but welcome, welcome to Unstoppable Start Studios. On the flip side today, um, instead of talking about marketing, which is what we do for small businesses here, we um, create strategize, intention, um, creative solutions for small businesses and their advertising and marketing needs. So um, that said, I want to share with y'all a little bit more about why I got into doing this business. You've heard me tell you the part about, well, you know, I had to create a business around my daughter because when she was three, just after she turned three, her dad left. And that was in 2010 when the economy was still trying to recover. Uh, the job market sucked. I had left my directorship at a nonprofit to take care of her until she went to kindergarten. So I was out of the workforce. And he decided he didn't want any part of that anymore. And I had the mortgage in my name. <laughs> so I had to do something. Now, what did I do? I talked to a number of girlfriends. One in particular, my girlfriend, Deborah, who I've interviewed on the show. She's Deborah Hayes Advertising, now located in Midlothian, Texas, but works nationally. Um, Deborah said, let's go take a few design courses. I've been wanting to learn in design. You've got the background. And you can come do some work for me. I'm like, okay. So what started out as freelance design work 
turned into project and operations management plus design plus copywriting plus whatever else I do for her from time to time. Help her on the digital marketing side of things for her agency. And it just continued to grow. Well, in all of that, my mother passed away. My father passed away. My father worked until, I promise you, days before he went into the hospital. (laughs) He was an insurance and risk management consultant. And he had his own business. And this is kind of where the passion part of my project comes in. Aside from living up to the promise that I made to my daughter to be home with her and be part of her life in her early years, I had to, out of necessity, start my own business. But it became sort of a passion project around my dad. And here's why. When I was younger, my dad would often consult with me. Hey, what kind of logo do I need? Hey, what do you think about this for my business name? Hey, um, how do you think I should word this to get in front of people? What do you think will be impactful? So I was doing all of that, but the technology didn't exist to really help them grow. Consultant firms were, in that particular arena, were barely heard of. So we had a unique niche, but he wasn't sure how to reach them. Then B2B was a lot of cold calling. It was picking up the phone, trying to get through the gatekeepers, the administrative assistants, the executive assistants who were minding the phones for these people that he needed to get in front of, and they weren't going to let him through. They didn't understand the importance of what it was he was doing. I knew the importance of what it was he was doing. He knew what it meant and what to do to impact a business. I'm not going to lie and tell you he was going to save people money. He could have. Um, <clears throat> and he did in the long run. Let me explain a little bit about insurance and risk management, um, just so you know. Uh, my dad, we lived in a subdivision. You had to cross a river over a bridge to get into our subdivision. Um, my dad was smart enough to look at the land, look at the plats, and tell the board of directors of the HOA, hey, um, you're situated, the bridge is situated in the 100-year floodplain. We haven't had a 100-year flood since blah, blah, we're due. He said, you, you need to add a rider to the insurance to make sure the bridge is covered in case there is a hundred-year flood. Well, Charlie, how much is that going to cost us? He told him, no, 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 we'll be fine. It might have been a year, year and a half later, and we had that hundred-year flood. And that hundred-year flood damaged that bridge to the point that it was closed for months on end. The water swept over the bridge. The homes upstream swept over the bridge. Boats, other bridges, mobile homes, stick-built homes, anything that could wash down the river, wash down the river and beat up that bridge. And my dad saw it coming and tried to warn people and they didn't listen. That's kind of how insurance and risk management worked. Now, if we would have had the tools then that we have now, it would have been much simpler for me to get him in front of, with his expertise, his audience, his target audience. 
So that's why starting this business and making this business what it is became such a huge sort of passion project for me because I don't just see little businesses as, eh, you're putting money in my pocket, your paycheck. That's not how it works for me. I think about you like I think about my dad. I want to get to know your business. I want to get to know your audience. I want to get to know your product. And I want to get you in front of the right people and make sure that you grow. That's my whole goal. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot to take on. It's not always easy. Um, creativity, if you're a creative, you know creativity is not one of those things you literally step off the curb into, walk for a couple of minutes, and then step off the curb out of. You immerse yourself when you're in a creative space, and it takes a minute to get yourself in that creative space. And just as soon as you're in there, a client's going to call and say, switch gears, I need to talk to you about this. Oh, that happened to me yesterday. I thought I was going to come unhinged, but I survived and just stepped out of the creative space for the rest of the day and then came back into it today on a totally different project. And now that project's still hanging out over there. But anyway, I digress. So what I wanted to share with you today are 10 of the things I wish I would have known when I started this business. And now you kind of know the backstory and why all of this stuff happened. So making my business a success, making your business a success is, I mean, you know what it takes, or maybe you don't. Maybe you're not in it yet, or maybe you've just been in it for a couple of months and you're freaking out. Maybe you've been in it for 10 years and things are slowing down. Making your business a success is realizing that there's potential in everything, absolute opportunity in every single thing, and then figuring out how to get out. If you get in to the muck and the mire, how you get out? How do you grow from it? And a lot of it is about attitude. A lot of it is about perception and how you see things like making a marriage work <laughs> just as soon as the two of you sit down with a marriage counselor they go oh well if you go towards the problem instead of pulling away from it if you go towards the problem instead of shutting down you can actually resolve it and grow from it Ooh, what okay let's give it a shot so <laughs> here we go we're going to launch right on into these 10 things I wish I'd known before starting my business. Number one, and these are not in any particular order, I don't think, but this is how they came out. It is okay to ask for help. If you are a woman, you do not do this easily. <laughs> Go ahead, admit it. You don't. It is not about your ego. It is not about you being a control freak, not typically. For me, what I've found 
is that I can get things done more efficiently, more cost-effectively than if I take the time to ask somebody for help, explain the situation, have them get started on it, fix their errors, blah, 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 blah. So ultimately, it costs me less money, and therefore I don't have to pass along that expense to my clients, right? But if you want to change your perspective on this, I want you to think about it this way. So here you are, you're working on this thing. You don't want to ask for help because it sounds like such a pain in the ass. You could just do it faster and get it done. But if you stop, if you take time to explain the situation to a contractor, a designer, a partner, a friend that you're asking help for help from, it gets you out of your own way. It gets you out of your own head. It literally takes you out of the forest so you can see the trees. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, okay. Here's an opportunity to have someone else do the work, to take a load off of you, to lift that sense of overwhelm. But here's also an opportunity for you to take a situation and step back from it and explain it to somebody else and hopefully open up your brain and get those creative juices flowing again so that you can put more effort and energy into the project. Now, will you let go of that one thing that you're having to explain to the, to the, to the person? I hope so. Because it gives you time to work on the stuff that just churned up in your brain. So don't look at asking for help as I'm drowning, I need your hand. I'm failing, I need some help. Think of it as an opportunity to step back and look at something from a different perspective. That way you ensure that you grow. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Unstoppable on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we get back, we'll keep talking about these fantastic 10 things I wish I'd known before I started my business. We'll be right back. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, Hosted by Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? 
Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. And welcome back. So, welcome back to the studio. You're listening to Lindy Chafin Start and Unstoppable here on Inspired Choices Network. Um, if you were listening at the top of the show, you know that I put a lot of heart and soul into my business. And if you want a teammate who has a lot of heart and soul... I encourage you to pick up the phone and call. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Let's talk about your marketing needs. Um, let's see if I can be available here at the studio, 404-245-7474, or find me on the web at www.unstoppablestart.com. I would love to hear from you. Now, back to these fantastic 10 things I wish I'd known before I started my business. So first things first, we've already discussed this. It's okay to ask for help. It truly, truly is. <clears throat> Something else you need to know is that just like in life, nothing, nothing is one size fits all. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, don't you wish you could walk into a dressing room behind a size two and fit your size 14 body in that size, one size fits all outfit that she just walked out looking gorgeous in and look the same way. Sure wish I could. I am not a size two. Not even close. I am your average, good old American, strong, well, super strong woman. That's one of the things I've learned from this process. Uh, is that, no, I might as well be a plow horse because I can carry the weight of the world on my shoulders most days and do. And I'm sure you do too. A lot of us women do. <laughs> Sorry, men. If there are men listening, I apologize. You need to know how strong women really are. Um. So, yeah. Just like in life, nothing is one size fits all. One of the things I've always prided myself on in this business is being able to provide my clients seriously customized solutions. Solutions that are based on what they've done, what their results have been, what results they want, their audiences, their capabilities, their scalability. We literally form a partnership it's not USS, Unstoppable Start Studios, and your business. It's your business. 
I am your business partner. I am in this because I want to see you succeed. So when I when I talk about things not being one size fits all, I don't work with people who provide standardized solutions. The contractors that I hire, the employees that I hire, the teams that I employ are not canned software folk. They're just not. Everything from them comes from that approach. Everything that we do from logo development to web design, email marketing, everything comes out of what it is that is driving your need to do marketing and everything that you have learned so far. It's critical. It's critical. That's why I also I pride myself on the fact that I might recommend a certain web platform or a certain product, but I am not affiliated. I do not get a bounce back. I do not kick back, not a bounce back. I do not get a kickback from companies. A lot of people sign up to be a, um, I guess it's considered a salesperson or an affiliate member of an organization like a Wix or a Squarespace or a whatever. Um, I do not make money off of that. That's not why I recommend a product. I recommend a product because it stands out. It holds its water. It can do what it promises to do. And I work with a lot of different platforms and a lot of different softwares and a lot of different products. And I don't recommend a single one that can't do what it promises it'll do. So all that being said, knowing that one size doesn't fit all knowing that I would go those extra steps for my customers, why wouldn't I do that same thing for myself? And I can tell you when I started the business, I thought every every salesperson that approached me had a product that was worth learning about. I'm not going to lie. And a lot of them do. But the more I got into it and the more I began to see that the long-form sales letter I was receiving from these people was pretty much cookie-cutter, I began to realize that I had to treat myself the way I treat my customers. I am not a one-size-fits-all person. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Everything is custom. So the only respect that I am average in is my average American size. Everything else is custom and customizable and pretty damn terrific. And so are you. You're not one size fits all either. You're not average. You have your own unique product, service, business, 
That makes you incredible and unstoppable. All right, so number three, (laughs) and this is all about attitude. Do the benefits outweigh the risks or do the risks outweigh the benefits? All in how you look at it. So here's your mirror check for today. Look in the mirror. How are you feeling? I'm not asking how you're feeling physically, but how you feel physically affects how you feel mentally. Is your glass half full or half empty? Producer and dear friend Christine and I were just talking about this before we jumped on this show. Is your glass half full or half empty? I can almost promise you, you might be unique. I just got through saying everybody's got their own thing. I can almost promise you if your glass is half empty on a regular basis and you have a small business, there's not a lot of opportunity and there's not a lot of growth. So it's time to flip the switch on that one. So whether the benefits of having a small business outweigh the risk or vice versa, it's all about your attitude. I'm not saying that every single day is going to be hot positive. I'm not. I'm not going to lie about that. You're human. I'm human. Uh, I will tell you, I have been sick since May 3rd with something going on in my body. The doctors are baffled. I'm waiting on results of more blood work. Um, I feel like I've been walking around this planet with mono for damn near two months and it's frustrating and exhausting and mind zapping. Usually I'm the person who gets up in the morning, reads journals, does a little bit of intentioning, gets my daughter out the door, goes for a good two mile walk, comes in and jumps into the business. Lately I've been lucky to go for a walk And I come back from dropping her off and I want to take a nap because I feel so horrible. It's that bad. And I don't know what it is. So not every day is going to be great. Not every day is going to be positive. And there will be a day or two that you can't look in that mirror and go, I can grow from this today. Some days you want to argue with yourself over how you responded to that client. Could you have said it differently? Could you have done it differently? Could you have lowered your price? Could you have negotiated better? Could you? Of course you could. It's a learning experience. It's a growth experience. It's an opportunity. But there are going to be days that you don't see it that way. And that's okay. Forgiveness is part of this practice, too. And being able to forgive yourself for those moments when you're human, (laughs) instead of God or demigod. I don't see anybody with holes in their hands walking around here. Uh, You know, you need to forgive yourself for those days, too. It's all part of it. So that leads me to the next thing. And this is so important because... Number four is just one of those that's so hard to wrap your head around. Here's the truth of it. 
you can never fail. Now let's go back to step three. The benefits outweigh the risk. The risk outweigh the benefits. Is your glass half empty? Is your glass half full? It's not that failure is not an option. This is more about attitude and perception than anything. If you see failure as anything more than an opportunity to learn and grow and keep moving forward, then this life, forget about this business, forget about the smaller chunks, this life, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's not for you. I'm just kidding. I'm just say, saying that failure is subjective. If you work with customers, vendors, suppliers, printers, schedules, deliverables, failure happens just like poop happens. But you really, really, really can't fail. Failure is nothing more than your perception of the situation. <laughs> so if you step back and you take a look at the situation and you realize, hey, this is messed up. I messed it up. They messed it up. We all came together and messed it up. It's not a failure. Next time, how can we do it differently? That makes it growth. Make it growth. Don't lose momentum in your business. Don't lose faith in yourself. Don't lose faith in your product or your service, your vendors, your customers, your contractors. Don't lose faith because of your perception. All right, you're listening to Unstoppable on the Inspired Choices Network. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin-Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, mm -hmm. Lindy Chafin-Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. <clears throat> And welcome back. Thanks for being with us today as we talk about these 10 things I wish I'd known when I started my business. Um, it's kind of that behind-the-scenes look, though, over the airwaves uh, into how I got where I am. This, this crazy little business that could, that started out as a freelance gig and turned into a national advertising agency. I mean, who could ask for more than a dream come true? <laughs> That's what this is. 
this is a dream come true for me, and I want to help you make your dreams come true too, which is why we're talking about these things today. So here's number five, the fifth thing I wish I would have known before I started my business. Flashy tools. (laughs) Flashy tools aren't always worth the investment. Now, let me just tell you, advertising and marketing, those two words seem to draw emails and phone calls from gurus around the world who want to partner and sell me the next greatest tool that's going to make me a million dollars with little to no effort at all. (laughs) I'm not kidding. They want to partner. (laughs) They want to... They just want to make this happen. They want to make it happen for me. And I appreciate that. I'm sitting here selling you the same bill of goods, right? I want you to be successful. But I just got through telling you how I'm going to help make you successful. With these guys, what I get is the long-form sales letter in landing page form or a telephone call, or a web presentation that shows me all of these wonderful things. Here's the tool. Here's what the tool's going to do. It's going to increase your traffic 100-fold in 24 hours. And here's how I know. Here are the results. Here are screenshots of those results. Here are arrows pointing to the money that I made. Here's a testimonial from a person. (laughs) I love it. I think that capturing the hearts and minds and passion of people who want to make a million dollars overnight makes this world go round. Truly. Do I think that any of those screenshots, any of those dollar amounts, or any of those testimonials are real? Yeah, not anymore. I've actually tested my theory on a couple of different products, and you know what I've found? The products are delivered and they don't work. They look good on paper, but they don't function like they say they're going to function. That brand promise that we work so hard to create for your company, these companies can't live up to. They can't deliver. So know that when you're flipping through that landing page and you're listening to the videos and watching and seeing the testimonials and the dollar amounts and things just tick, 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 and you get down to the bottom and they say, hurry, hurry. This opportunity is going to end soon. The price is going tomorrow. Get it for $35 while you can. Um, First things first, if it's going to make you a million, why are you going to pay $35 for it? If it's going to make you a million, you're going to be investing a hell of a lot more than $35. But if you click OK and you buy that thing, let me tell you what you just did. You put $35 in the wallet of the person who wanted to make a million dollars in the first place. You got them closer to their dreams. 
but were they actually able to deliver on the promise that's going to get closer to yours? It kind of makes my heart hurt because I see like this world, it's kind of like the scammers in the world, you know. They get in there, they get under your skin, they say, hey, I just want to check in and make sure that you can do a website. Of course, that's what I do. That's like one of my strongest capabilities. Of course I can. And then I go, can you accept credit cards? That is the biggest red flag on the planet. Can you accept credit cards? The scam has been going around forever and ever. I get it probably three times a week, and it's exhausting. I even wrote a blog post about it. I called the FBI. I called Fraud Prevention. called the GBI. That's the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. And I wrote a love letter to scammers in this blog post and told them, stop, because anybody who reaches out to me with the same scam is going to get reported to these people. They still do it. It's amazing. So, not all flashy tools are worth the investment, especially when they're like that. Like I said, I've tested the theory. <clears throat> I've seen what happens. So don't get caught in that trap like I did. All right. Now, I've already told you, I'm single, I have a kid, I have a business. Life can be insane. So number six is organization is critical to your survival. It's critical. If you're like me, you're not 22 anymore. When I was 22, I could do everything by memory. Everything. I was project and operations manager for a multi-million dollar design firm. I was running $13 million out of, biz of business out of one building. And I could do it all from memory. Contractors, telephone numbers. That was back when cell phones were still attached to the car. We didn't have it like we have it now. I don't even remember if PDAs were invented back then. Do y'all remember those? It was like an iPhone without a phone. It was your contact. All that stuff rolled up into a thing, and you could set appointments, and you had your calendar, and you had your contacts, but you couldn't call out on it. God bless the person who put the phone in the PDA. Thank you. But organization is critical to your survival. Now, how are you going to stay organized? Brothers and sisters in the world, this is all going to depend on you. Um, I can tell you my tips and tricks for organization will not. It's not a one-size-fits-all world. They will not necessarily work for you. I have a paper calendar on my desk next to me. I have my calendar on my phone. My calendar on my phone syncs with my calendar on my computer. I make notes. I have files. I probably kill trees, and I'm sorry. But sometimes, depending on who you are, that's how you manage things. You might find yourself using OneNote or Evernote or Outlook to stay organized. 
I can't do that. My brain doesn't immediately go to a computer unless it's my phone when I'm trying to be organized. Not necessarily. But I do keep alarms and summer camp schedules and stuff like that in my phone. I keep reminders for client calls in my phone. But I also write them down. Now, another thing that helps me stay organized is um, sort of the debriefing process. And I shared with you my daughter's 11. My daughter's 11 going on 30. Um, she has been my mini assistant for a number of years, doing everything from texting for me while I'm driving to um, answering the phone if a client is calling because I can't get to it right then. Um, as I said earlier, she fixed me a lovely little lunch <laughs> and brought it down because I was in the process of setting up my computer for the show. So the debriefing process with her also helps me stay organized. And we do this in the morning, currently, and we do it in the afternoon. So right now, it's before and after summer camp. Hey. This is what's going on with you today. This is what's going on with me today. Did I forget anything? What do you want for dinner? That's kind of how our whole day starts. Once I drop her, I get back. If it's something I need to thaw out, cool. If not, we talk about where we're going to go for dinner when I pick her up. We debrief again. Hey, what did you do today? I get the lowdown. This is what I did. Oh, and I got in this creative thing and I didn't get out of it, so I didn't move until I came to pick you up. So could you help me with? We go back to number one. Luckily, she agrees most days. Some days it's, eh, I want to play Minecraft first, which means I'll, I won't see her for three hours, but that's okay. Anyway, these are all ways to sort of help you stay organized. List, I have my to-do list. I had a to-do list that was 20 lines long. I'd crossed off about 11, so it was getting a little hard to read. So I went back and I took all of the things that weren't done and put it on a new list. So now it's nice and clean. Now I'm down to 10 things or 9 things. And it's on a to-do list that I made for my company, and I'm happy to send you one if you're interested because it's the things that I want to do today, plus there's one thing for me one thing for somebody else, something I can learn today, and then I call out the thing that made me happiest. It's special because you know what? You didn't wake up today to be mediocre. You woke up to be unstoppable. Guess who said that? <laughs> I did. All right. So that's some ways to stay organized. Now, we're going to have to go to another break, so I'm going to go ahead and just rock and roll through number seven, which is it's going to take you three years to break even without a miracle. Did you catch that? It's going to take you three years to break even without a miracle. Now, unless you have a miracle product that's going to deliver your brand promise time after time, or you're just trying to milk money from poor and suspecting innocents, like what we talked about in number five, it takes planning, investing, tears, sweat, and blood by the pint 
to get to that break-even point. But don't go into your creating your small business thinking you're going to master the universe in six months to a year. If anyone has told you that that is possible, they are misleading you. Breaking even means you've paid off of those loans that you started. You've paid off the credit cards that you, you know, started your business with. You're receiving as much as you're billing out. You've mastered your income and expense. Once you get there, that little red arrow turns black and it starts going up. You've reached your break even and you're going up. You don't do that overnight. It is not a snap your fingers. I've seen so many small businesses start and give up after a year. And it makes my heart hurt because they just weren't prepared. They didn't know. So I'm preparing you. All right. One last break and we'll talk about our last three things. Um, you're listening to Unstoppable Uninspired Choices and we'll be right back. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties here in the studio. Um, when we went to break, we were talking quickly about um, your break-even point. And if somebody has told you you're going to get to a break-even point without some miracle uh, in six months to a year, they're misleading you. It takes a lot to start a business. And... Getting to that point takes a good at least three years. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to mislead you. So be prepared for years one, two, and three. Know that it's going to cost you more money than you have. But if you can just get to the end of that 36 months, you're going to see some recovery happening and you're going to see some growth. So hang in there. Don't let go too soon. All right. Number eight, you are not your business and your business is not you. I learned this the hard way. I was telling my friend David, who I work with on occasion in Decatur, <laughs> we meet up 
pretty much every week just to work side by side, change up the energy. And I was sitting there talking to David one day and I was sharing with him yet another wonky work story. And he had this blank stare on his face. And I thought, you know what? I think it's time I did some things for myself so I'm not so boring. So I started walking. I started praying. I started reading recreationally a lot. I read a lot. I don't read guru books anymore. I don't read dating books anymore. I read books about vampires and devils and angels and stuff that completely gets me out of this space. (laughs) So I started doing things that make me me. I cook all the time. My passions are cooking. My passions are music. My passions are writing. My passions are art. I'm a very creative person. Those are my passions outside of this job. So whenever I have the chance, I paint. I work on household projects, DIY stuff. I just bought, found a suitcase at um, Home Goods a few weeks ago, and I turned it into a shelf, like a makeshift medicine cabinet that I could hang outside of my bathroom door that I can keep stuff stored in. And it's absolutely adorable. You know what? I bought myself a Father's Day present and all of that. Went out and got a new set of DeWalt tools. I like DeWalt. Um, 20 volt battery. Man, I'm telling you, I zipped right through that wood. I was so happy. My shelves are level. They're painted black now. They look very nice. Anyway, you are not your business and your business is not you. Don't be boring by talking about your business all the time. It's fascinating to a point. Just like dating somebody, you want to bring something to the table besides your business, okay? There truly is room or business enough for everybody. Now, here's the thing. You're bombarded with marketing no matter where you are or what you're doing. It's not just watching TV and reading magazines anymore. You could be searching for something on Amazon, reading a blog post, Opening your snail mail or email, watching a YouTube instructional video, scanning Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. What do you see? Everything you see is advertising. They don't have to be banner ads that are in your face. They could be subtle little links in a blog post. It's advertising. The blog post in and of itself is advertising. You need to be educated enough to know that. It's all ads. So when you're a small business owner, being smacked in the face with ads anytime you aren't asleep can make you feel less than. I'm not doing enough. Why haven't I started this? Why don't I do that? It's kind of like social media. You get on Facebook or Instagram and you see your friends losing weight, traveling to Europe, celebrating another fucking anniversary. (laughs) How does it make you feel? For me... It makes me feel less than. I'm a single mom with a business. Some weeks I don't have enough money to go to the grocery store. I find it. (laughs) That's the truth. I feel less than. The good news is there's room enough for everybody in this. Everybody. I have a business. My business is successful. 
There are marketers. I work for marketers. There are advertisers. I work for advertisers. They're not taking away from my business, and I'm not taking away from theirs. We all seem to coexist, and it works. All right. Last but not least, and this is something you're just going to have to look in the mirror and recognize every day because you can see it. You can see it on your face. You can see it with your gray hairs. Growth is inevitable. No matter what you do, no matter what service you offer, amazing product you sell, growth is inevitable. Does it mean you're going to be an international sensation overnight? No. We usually know. But knowing that you will eventually, flipping that switch and knowing that you are going to get there is growth. It all comes back to that little word, attitude. It's how you look at it. It's how you shape it. It's how you receive it. It is how you process it. It is how you take it and you move it forward. One of my favorite kid movies is Meet the Robinsons. Failure after failure after failure. This little boy kept trying to invent this machine. He wanted to know who his mom was. Over and over and over again. But instead of seeing it as failure, even though that's what it was called, he saw it as an opportunity to learn and to grow. And his mantra, his motto, became keep moving forward. I got so much out of that. Keep moving forward. Be unstoppable. That's what I want you to do this week. I want you to go out there. I want you to change your perception. And I want you to be unstoppable. Until next week, take care. Thank you for being Inspired Choices Network's most valuable asset and for tuning in to Unstoppable. Host Lindy Chafin Start will return next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time with more valuable tips to support you and your small business. Until then, be unstoppable.